Hi, sports fans. We got a special for you today on Sports Inside and Out Legends of Sports. Max, we got a we got a duo here that you can't beat medically as far as as uh, one of the most respected names in professional sports, particularly basketball, NBA basketball particularly. And this is something that I know our fans all over the country are going to use. And if you want to make sure you stay real focused on sportsinsideout.com, and you can hit into Sports Inside Out Facebook and all the other interests. But we are revamping, of course, and we're going to have a new upgrade in our podcasting. That's going to be a little bit more interactive. We're looking forward to that. But right now, let's get on with it because we're very excited. The NBA season, of course, is into what you call the the conclave. You know, this is the time that the greats have to rise up. But the James Gay, oh boy, coffee. The game has changed so much over the over over the decades, uh, and you're going to really find out. Uh, one particular situation that someone has been involved in every stage, from the from the premise of a great great uh, uh, league that we were able to get jobs in and and have it come up to what it is, from the ABA to the NBA, you're going to have someone here now that can give you the information that's going to be very historical on uh, the the genesis of how the NBA looks today, and that's the great uh, Philadelphia legend, NBA legend, and NBA uh, legend in coaching as well, the great Ray Scott. So let's get started right now. First of all, give a shout-out. All our military men and women around the world, veterans and wounded warriors, thank you for your sacrifice. And we are the voice of the legends of sports to all of our veterans, wounded warriors, and military personnel around the world. Okay, also we got the great, great uh, 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 support. We want to shout out, of course, he's right here with us at all times, mostly. Uh, the great, one of the great th- uh, orthopedic surgeons in the country. Right. We call him the legend surgeon now, legends yeah. doctor and advisor, uh, TPMG uh, guru. Uh, he's based out of what TPMG in Central uh, Virginia, but he's uh, he's now a part of our international family. We're talking about the great orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Stephen Cummings. He's with us and a great supporter of the of not just sports of the show, and of course, you know, we got the guru himself, uh, Ray Scott. So, listen, with that being. And thank you for the United States Army for your support as well. The Shoot for the Star program with our dear friend and co-host of the Wally Wonder mm-hmm. segment, Wally Jones and all the guys. And we, the, the whole uh, sports inside of our family. Let's get started with the news you can use because I'm excited about this. I haven't talked to him since be, before the pandemic. Everything is going. He's, he's, he's well. He's uh, he's getting to finish. Evidently, the 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 situation was made for the best for him because he's finishing up a book, yes. and we got to give that pitch out there too. Listen, Google him. He's one of the greats, one of the most respected names, respected names in the NBA, from playing to developing uh, to representing the 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 type of uh, of of of. Uh, athlete, citizen athlete, or whatever you may be. I mean, he, he, he's well-deserved of it. 
And uh, Doc, I want to, you know, to let you know that, I mean, this is a rare one. He's sought out for a lot, but he's very private. And his lovely, lovely family, he's done so, 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 so much. Not only in my friendship and what we've been together, I mean, you know, I, I, we go so far back. And then, of course, one of the greatest cornerstones of the ABA, not just the NBA, he helped legitimize the NBA with his presence. And also because of one of the greatest teams in the NBA history, I would say basketball history, he was there in the cornerstone of the great, great teams that came out of the ABA that helped develop the NBA today. And I don't want to get too far into it right now because I, I just, you know, I just enjoy talking to the, to the brother. And, the, and here he is right here today. We got the legendary Ray Scott. Started off and was playing with the top three greatest top 50 ball players, uh, I would say, in history. From Larry Brown to uh, uh, Rick Barry, Julius Irvin, George Gervin, Charlie Scott. Hey, what a factor of great, great top 50 and Hall of Famers. Al Bianchi and came in under that, that, that auspices of Bianchi and Steve and, and helped under the, under the what you call management style of the great Earl Foreman, a guy who is synonymous in professional sports at large. Ray, again, I can always say, welcome to the show, and uh, thank you for gracing our show with your presence, because I know you're busy. And uh, thanks so much. But let's give our listeners here and around the world a little bit news they can use from Ray Scott. Yeah. Okay, Coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just happy listening to your introduction. <laughs> and, uh, and Dr. Cummings, we've been at this for some time now uh, because Coach has put uh, several programs together uh, for the Virginia Squires and the ABA players uh, to come to Virginia and Virginia Beach and celebrate and, and be together. So with all of those names that he mentioned, uh, I think as late as 2014, he had us all together and we celebrated. Uh, uh, and, and it was just such a wonderful occasion uh, in Virginia. I was so proud to be uh, invited and part of it, and then I missed the uh, introduction of his uh, produ- his movie when they produced the movie with Eric Futterman, uh, the Dreammaker, which was a parallel kind of movie with uh, Coach Bianchi, uh, Earl Foreman, and Johnny Kerr uh, as the uh, cornerstone of the team. Uh, but they produced the, the feature. And I'm hoping that as we go along, that feature will uh, someday play out uh, on the wonderful history uh, of mm-hmm. not only the ABA, but the Virginia Squires. So, uh, mm-hmm. Coach, I thank you so much uh, for the introduction and giving me the opportunity to be with you again and uh, be with Dr. Cumming- Cummings, uh, uh, you know, because at my age, at 82, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, interested always when I hear someone say orthopedic. 
Yeah, he's okay. And healing and, and so forth. So uh, it's all good, you know. All it's right. all wonderful that we're able to enjoy this day. Yeah, Steve, you got any questions for Ray? Hey, well, I mean, I'd, I'd love to pick your brain for, for hours and hours. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, as... You're 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 kind of a, a legend and a pioneer, and um, as the you know when you played the the, the America was a different place as far as uh, race and everything like that. Can you give some wisdom from your perspective and and things you've learned for young people of today, athletes, black, white, any you know, brown, yellow. What can what can you tell the the young people of today about what advice do you give the young people? Well, thank you, thank you for that mm-hmm. question, Doctor. Because I've just spent the last nine months uh, of the pandemic writing a book, mm-hmm. and so with the book, I'm writing it with uh, uh, Charlie Rosen, uh, who wrote the famous book uh, with Phil Jackson, uh, oh, the, yeah. one of the greatest coaches of all time. So Charlie is is writing a book with me, and we just concluded a week and a half ago uh, the the actual uh, writing of the book. And, of course, now we're going over chapter by chapter. We wrote 20 chapters. So uh, uh, my book parallels uh, your thoughts uh, your, and actually your question. Uh, it's, it's because they, we assume at this point the title of the book will be the NBA in black and white. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. I wanted to mm. parallel in my book my growth uh, from the uh, time that I uh, grew up as an American citizen um, uh, from the segregated side of the world. Um, and uh, really, my book, uh, I just, in fact, I'm just redoing the chapter uh, from 1955 mm-hmm. on Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted people to, and I, what I want them to see in the book, that when I say parallel, I grew up as a in this country as an NBA basketball player, but I was also aware of the world around me, particularly with the. Uh, advent of the 1960s. And in 1960, uh, with the coming of John Fitzgerald Kennedy and his new Frontiers pronouncement and saying that, and I quote, he wanted the Negro population to be included, not excluded, uh, from the uh, movement of the country. And that pronouncement kind of uh, because at that time I was uh, 20, 21, 22 years old, that had a great bearing on me as I was drafted into the NBA. And so uh, my perspective of witnessing what uh, President Kennedy, President Johnson, uh, what they did um, in the 60s was just earth-shattering. When you think of the Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, when you think of Malcolm X, when you think of Emmett Till, Viola Luso, mm-hmm. Medgar Evers, all of the people <coughs> that sacrificed their lives to move the 1960s towards 
equality, mm-hmm. which is what uh, we as, at that time, Negroes or colored were looking for. Uh, and uh, in my book, I parallel that up to 1968 when James Brown changed the face of the community in the 1960s with his famous song, Say, I'm, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for the youth, for people that will read and, and see that, I want to give them that lineage of history. Mm-hmm. You know, I was playing in the NBA uh, next to Wilt Chamberlain and, and Elgin Baylor and Oscar Robertson, uh, uh, just probably, and Bill Russell, you know, the greatest players that ever lived. But we were coming through integration, integration of not only the league, but the schools, uh, buses, uh, hotels, restaurants, all of this was taking place uh, in that time period. So uh, coming out of the late 50s, uh, when uh, President Eisenhower uh, had come back from being the commander-in-chief, uh, of, uh, under the commander-in-chief, uh, but the answering general to the president of the United States, uh, uh, President Eisenhower was building the Autobahn or the Autobahn or expressways or highways as we know them, which was connecting America. Hmm. So all of this going on, all of this jostling and all of this movement that was going on was given a rich identity to the country. And I would say to young people, we had the first step of moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But as life would have it, we had the 70s where we still had movement. But when we came into the 80s, the 80s actually changed course in America and said we want to go back in history. And we as a country want to have some of those same formulated things that we had going on with respect to voting rights and uh, civil rights. Uh, We want to roll those things back. So my book comes up to uh, that 1980 period, Mm -hmm. and we've done a ton of research and fleshed out names of people and remembered basketball players that were significant and some that were not significant, mm-hmm. but who uh, were very credible and very, very good uh, people in helping the NBA to grow. Amen. And my model for growth in America has been the NBA based on where we are now with the Black Lives Matter movement and really uh, Black Lives Matter, in my opinion, is a statement. It is not something uh, that we are looking mm-hmm. to politicize. Right. Uh, so where we are uh, in our history uh, is, is interesting to me. But the NBA, in my opinion, has played a very large role in that and has led the sports world in m- many, many, many firsts. Other than baseball, that gave us Jackie Robinson. In 1947, basketball has given us a tremendous amount of first with Wilt and Russell and Jabbar and Magic Johnson and 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 so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 
historically, I think we're really tied in uh, with the book. Uh, and I so much appreciate your question. I'm sorry that my uh, answer was so so long. Oh, no, no. Keep going. Right. Keep going. Uh, uh, this, it, it, that's what the show is for, right? That's what the interview's for. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it, it's because it's such a preponderance of um, information yeah. that we have uh, in terms of intellectualizing our country and our young students because so much history, so much wonderful history has been denied to right. them. And that educational process is one of the things that I question in my book, you know, that you, you, you have to have uh, secure recreation and open education. And thus far, we have neither. Um, but I think that uh, in looking at the NBA, I think that we will lead the country in showing how those things can be captured and lead the country in looking at leadership and how to sit around the table and make all successful and make all included. Uh, and that's one of the the real foibles that we have today is everyone does not sit at the table of power. And people say, think we do, and there are people that think that that's so because we had an African-American president and President Barack Obama. But remember, President Barack Obama did not sit at the seat of power. Uh, he, he was obstructed uh, at every turn, uh, which, and it was a practice. So my mark is the day that we get a law in the United States of America that says that uh, we will no longer have lynching, or lynching will be uh, uh, executed to the full extent of the law, mm -hmm. and it goes into law through Congress, then I'll say then we'll have a, a seat at that table. Right. But with that law still not being on the books, trust me, my friends, we do not have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Uh, that's, that's, that's really, really profound, and I know that our listeners and putting some 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 real uh, uh, sizzle on what we're doing and saying on this particular interview today worldwide, because you know this show is privileged to be able to to broadcast SoundCloud internationally, and the 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 questions and concerns, uh, Doc and Ray about the United States and what they really, really uh, are an example of is still a big gray area around the world because we, we, we show two, as the Indians said, it, it's a fault tons, tongue situation. We show one thing and do another. And we, uh, we have a, a, a bad history of, of not following through on concepts, ideas, and principles that supposedly have grounded this country, this mm -hmm. young country, I should say, uh, yeah. that 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 the principles are are, are really uh, what you call polluted overseas. But the thing that unifies 
this world about the United States, and this is my personal opinion, just an observation, uh, guys, is that sports is the most unifying language in the world for the United States because they see in our athletes the basics of what this country should be about. Uh And that's why they thrive to be a part of the great things of the, 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 the country, such as sports. That is the unifying tongue of the world, really, and to some, some great degree. And it's a sad situation, uh, Doc, and, and our listeners, and, and I would say, I know that you, you would agree on this, Ray, is that it's sad that our speech around the world has always been somewhat subdued or, 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 or muffled uh, when other people are looking for the guidance of the leaderships of these type of situations. So that's why it's important for us to keep utilizing the platform and the, the, the warmth and communication of, 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 of sports, particularly special sports, uh, special sports, to be the unifying factor that we could have something to stand up to continually shoot for in this country because one thing for sure, um, we've taken about four steps back in this decade. And now we're trying to catch up uh, through a pandemic and everything else. So therefore, the history and the wisdom that we present in this constituency is so, so important because there is a good, uh, what you call, a window in there wherein the young, uh, uh, the, the young uh, whites, the young uh, demographic, are of that age that they can be moved in a proper direction. But, of course, it comes from, from the family, from society, and it comes from good leadership. Ray, you you mentioned open education. As a as a doctor, I I love education. I I would have kept going to school, but they said eventually I had to get a job. (laughs) When you talk about open education, what for our listeners, for me, what does that look like? Um, Yeah, that's the question. What what does that look like? Well, what what there 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 are facts and there are instances. in our history, and 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 to me, history is a is a is is a basis of learning. Um, you know, going back to Charlemagne and the Magna Carta. Um, so there are instances that occur in history that relate entirely to your being, and so so much of that history in American civilization has been eliminated. The telling of those stories, the, the, the telling just of Africa itself, where Egypt at one time, Egypt at one time was part of Africa. And now we say Egypt and, and Israel and, uh, you know, the these Byzantine empires are now what they call, quote-unquote, Middle East. 
Well, our young people need to know that that occurred because of the war of night in the uh, Second World War. That mm -hmm. those decisions were made by the United Nations. Right. Right. But we have kids that sit and look at a map, and they'll hear it, and they'll say, oh, that's not part of Africa. Uh, they don't know that uh, the importance uh, of the role of Ethiopia mm -hmm. in terms of de developing a culture and developing a spiritual culture. It's so, and it's interesting. But what those uh, empires do in talking about uh, those, those empires that we had in Africa, which were developed by Africans and which had great civilizations and stories that were never told, when you don't hear about yourself, you don't know who you are. That's right. And I have just, and, and to, as it applies to me, doctor, when you talk about history and what it means and education, think about, uh, uh, I was an 11, 12 year old kid. I never saw pictures of myself. Am I, if, if I looked at periodicals and, and, and I didn't grow up in the age of television, I grew up in the age of radio. So very much the printed uh, media meant everything. Well, if you if it's Life and Look magazine, I'm not going to see myself in those places. If I'm looking at the daily newspapers, I'm not seeing myself. So it leads me to wonder, where is my relevance? What Didn't I do anything? Wasn't my civilization, wasn't my culture mm -hmm. part of anything? And mm -hmm. that's coming... That's just that's just the beginning of where the ball is. When you think back to the 1900s of millions of people never seeing themselves, never being told that they have value. And the way that you do that is not through any type of movement, but should be. It should be a relevant source of education. This is what you're people did. This is what your cultures did. Mm -hmm. This is how you moved the ball up the hill. Mm -hmm. um, those things were denied us. And I, to, in my opinion, that breeds an incredible mental illness when you don't see yourself, mm -hmm. when you don't know who you are, when you don't know what you've contributed. And it it, it breeds anger, and it breeds hatred, and it breeds self-hatred. All of those things that we have in our society today, that was bred. And it was bred because of a lack of education. Yeah. So open education means, doctor, you have to allow people to understand their cultures, where they came from, what the world really consisted of. This is just a small blue planet that sits in a universe. And I always tell people, you know, people will say, well, you know, I don't believe in anything. I have no spiritual belief, but I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Jesus or I don't. And I'll go like, I, I understand that. I get that. I understand because that's part of the educational process. But do you understand that we all live on this little blue dot in space that is held up by nothing? Mm -hmm. There's no table. There's no strings. So let's look for why we exist in this universe. Let's look. Let's look at 
uh, I, I think of uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Though they give you the elements of life, that education is phenomenal. I want my grandchildren to have the benefit of that. So those are the things that they can think about and talk about. Not how we can't go to the corner drugstore or we can't sit on the front of a trolley car or we have to sit in a balcony in a movie or we can't be served in a restaurant. That, none of that contributes to an open education. It's a very closed world. And I came through that. And so at least I'm blessed to have gotten to the point where I can ask the questions. And hopefully, prayerfully, we will get there. But we don't have that. We need, we need desperately open education. And I guarantee you, if you give us that, that will make people feel so much better about themselves. And we then would have... Now, this country's only been in existence 245 years. Mm -hmm. So, the, it, it's with the policies and things that we've developed, we still are coming into a civilized area. I, I get that. But part of that, part of that growth, in my opinion, has to be education and open education. Not closed education, which is what we've had. Now, the sciences speak to themselves. And, Doctor, you're a scientist. So you've gone, you've gone to the top of the food chain because you're, everything that feeds into, into your uh, brain has a, an appropriate measure of science so that it can be proven. But I'm saying let's open it up to where just me as a basketball player, I can look at, at the world and say, you know, to you, well, doctor, this is what my people did. This is what I'm looking forward to doing. Uh, how can we bring science together mm -hmm. with just everyday education mm -hmm. uh, and and just enjoy each other mm -hmm. and respect right. each other? Right. And you, I think you would have, uh, and, and I don't feel disrespect coming from you, so don't take it that I'm saying that because I'm not. But right. what I am saying, I would like to be a contributor to what you've learned in science based on how I've lived my life and been educated about whatever it is I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Doc? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, does Biden need a new Secretary of Education? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Well, he, he he has enough uh, wisdom, knowledge, and and oral uh, 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 profoundness to be able to do so much. Uh, I wish that that uh, uh, every every ball player or young man that I've come across in my career, or anything else, had the opportunity to just sit. And, uh, and listen and talk because uh, what we're hearing right now is, is probably one of them. I, I just, I'm not trying to be facetious or, or get too far out there with, with Ray, but uh, it's hard ever for anybody. I'm talking, this guy can sit LeBron James down and LeBron won't say a word because his oral uh, magnetism of history, 
human nature and sports are so much in demand and respected that, you know, it's almost like that old commercial when E.F. Hutton speaks. You remember that old commercial, E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. Uh, here's what it is with, with, with Ray. I can't think uh, of, and I know a lot of the greats of the greats of the greats, not as many as Ray and, and them, but when, when you speak of Ray Scott, Everybody gets into what you call a different frame of mind, Doc. All the 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 foolishness and crazy talk. Hey, somebody's over there doing this. It comes back into one thing because once you see this big six foot nine ten guy sit down with his graceful way of looking and that 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 disarming calm that comes with him, then you're going to be able to have a session that's going to be memorable. And, and that goes in from the great uh, Earl Farm. I mean, they loved him to death. I mean, I'll be, you can't ask for a guy to guy. And any guy could, could turn the, the youthfulness and bravado of a Julius serving George giving all these guys. You never heard everybody went and said, what do you think, Ray? So therefore, it shows you something within that realm. Um, my, 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 my relationship and friendship, along with me and Wally, of course, God bless him, it wouldn't be a Wally Jones if it wasn't Ray Scott. Uh, it, it goes to show you that the... Uh, the impact of, of uh, a, a well-educated, uh, a, a very, very uh, uh person in history as well as, as sports, and a good general uh, grasp of human nature, he goes, he can see through you because he listens then he he'll 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 come into it. I, I just you know with all that lumped into one thing, Max. He is one of the most impressionable persons, and I've seen a thing or two around the world. From Dr. Richard Lapchick, ask Dr. Richard Lapchick, one of the greatest 100 persons in sports in the world. You know when you mention Ray Scott's name, then you know you say, well, how? is the maestro doing and I even call Doc that sometimes but it, it goes to show you how much impact he's meant on so many people lives yeah. and, and I've seen him turn around all star tours and, and, and bona fide when guys were losing their careers and we ain't got to go too far into that Ray uh, that's what it means and um, I, I thank the world of him and Ray uh, enough of the accolades and all this kind of. Let's talk about the book. How is it coming along? Uh, and before we conclude, I just want to get the uh, a elevator on Ray Scott's opinion of the status of the NBA today. But let's talk about the book. When is it coming out? When is it anticipated? Or are there going to be any uh, more uh, interviews uh, preceding the the book? Oh, I'm sure I'll be in touch with you, Coach, to do an interview. Uh, the the book itself is complete. What we're doing now is rewriting the chapters. We, right. We're going to go over each chapter and you know put the put the changes in where we want to put changes mm -hmm. or anecdotes where we want we want to make it make sure it's anecdotal. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, I for instance, I was just for the last couple of nights 
I've been working on the clothes, my closing chapter, mm-hmm. because, you know, again, in, uh, in talking uh, to the good doctor, uh, I just wanted to share with him, as, a, as I'm extolling all of these parts, the one thing that I came to, and I made a note to myself, uh, after going through, oh, these uh, nine, ten months of writing and researching all of these things, mm-hmm. and what I came up with just, and it's like imprinted on my forehead now, and it just says that good and bad do not know a color. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a very simplistic way, again, uh, doctor, in talking about education. Think if we had that as a premise just in a school. Where we said to six-year-olds, five-year-olds, good and bad don't know a color. Mm-hmm. Let's let's begin there. So when we look at each other, uh, whether we're Indian, Native American, African, Latino, Latina, uh, uh, whoever we are in this room, we're Italian, Portuguese, mm-hmm. Irish, whoever we are in this room. The good and the bad will separate themselves by their behavior. We don't learn that. We see black kids and we automatically assume they're bad. Mm -hmm. And we see white kids and we automatically assume they're good. Mm -hmm. Because that is the, the, the premise that we've been given to live on which in reality, it's a terrible premise. Mm -hmm. We should all learn to collectively as we live together uh, Mm -hmm. as as 350 million people, Mm -hmm. we learn who's good, who's bad. Amen. Who means us well and who means to harm us. That's where we, we, in my opinion, we have to get. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm so discouraged but op- slash optimistic, optimistic because of the NBA, but discouraged because of the shootings that we're having in our midst. You know, at murdering police officers, murdering African-Americans, uh, children being harmed in school. I gave up on the, on the uh, NRA when the children were killed in school under President Barack Obama, and nothing was done. Mm-hmm. Here we are in 2021, we still have the shootings, nothing's been done, but in the name of the children. And we didn't pick it up in Columbine. Mm-hmm. We kind of let that one get swept under, mm-hmm. the, swept under the rug. But when five and six and seven year olds were murdered, you would think that the country would be so outraged mm-hmm. that we're going to do something to attack this atrocity. Mm-hmm. And we have done nothing. So all of those things that are out there, and, and like I said, I was just reading and reading and reading about all of them. All of those things that are out there, you say, well, what's, well, how can we change that? How can we change that? And I would say my basic answer, doctor, is, as you asked the question, is open education. <laughs> there has to be a process where people feel involved and people feel that they have value and that we see you for who you are. And I believe that when we get to that day, and I know it's coming. I mean, Dr. King promised that we would mm-hmm. get to that mountain. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I know that day is coming. Um, but because I have a three-year-old grandson, 
I'm going to do everything I can possibly do and put everything in this book that I can put in it mm -hmm. to try to help us get there. Yeah, and yeah. that's why, you know, the support uh, coach that you have when you say when is the book coming out, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're giving it to the publisher. Wow. And I, I, am, I, I, I can tell you, Coach, I'm a paid author. I was paid. <laughs> so that, that made it that that made it fun too the reward uh -huh. but do the work uh and find out the information and, and to try to share it uh is what i think uh is a gift that has has been given to me amen and so amen. Amen. i i just want to I, i'm happy today to share this with you and the doctor and what's what's your young lady's name? I, I hear her. Oh, my wife, Maxilla. Maxilla. Yeah, that's Max. Oh, back is that there. you, Max? I'm yeah, that's Max back there. That's Max back there. Congratulations yeah. to you. Thank you so much for taking care of my my dear dear friend. Oh, he, yeah. uh, <laughs> you, you have to be one of the most wonderful people on the planet. To uh, you, you're going to go straight to heaven. Because you married Coach. And I've known Coach, I met him back in 1985, and, and we've been, you would have thought we'd have been friends for years and years and years before that, but we've stayed friends over the years. And I, Max, thank you so much for loving and taking care of my dear, dear friend. Oh, well, thank you so much Praise for those Lord. kind words. Praise the Lord. It goes to say, so, yeah, Doc, yeah. Oh, Ray, I was going to say, after talking to you for this short period of time, I have to make a special request. I I like to read, but I don't have a lot of time to read, so I like to listen to books. My request is that you get your book made into an audiobook and that you read it yourself because I would love to hear you read your book. Yeah, he's yeah. something. He's so he's he's captivating, Doc. Yeah. You see why? You know what? Uh, I'm, we got to get all oh my God. We're gonna be talking about, about reading uh, everything, but. Uh, we will come back later on, Ray, if we could. And uh, we, yes. while I think Ray will, will will be very, very, very good for you for you to come back in about enough because we do have yeah. to to uh, come to a, what you call a conclave of the season right. with the Wally Wonder Show. And with right. you and Wally, two two Hall of Famers of Philadelphia, coming in to talk about the conclusion of the season will be apropos. Uh, yeah. More so than now, because this is about yeah. Ray Scott and what yeah, he has to say. But we're just in the beginning of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we're three, four games in. Yeah, uh, it looks. I mean, it's a play. See, I, I was so proud of the kids. If, if I may, coach, if I if I may, uh -huh, uh -huh. I was so proud of what the kids did in the bubble last oh, year, yeah. last season, yeah. with respect to George Floyd. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, uh, Amen. I, and when they uh, displayed the unity. See, that was what caught me. And and going back to, again to, to, to Doctor's question, the unity that they displayed in gaining a knowledge of what was going on mm -hmm, in the country mm -hmm. with respect to George Floyd, publicly uh, asking people to vote, yeah. publicly having Mark Cuban, Doc Rivers, uh, the, the Pop Popovich in San Antonio, these coaches coming out and speaking yeah, even, up. Even sober. You know, even a, sober. As a unified yeah. group. Yeah. As a unified group, yeah. I thought the NBA and the WNBA stood tall. Yeah. 
Yes. And I was never more proud to be affiliated with a group of people because what they opened up and in, in talking about Brianna Taylor, a, a lady that shot in her bed, I, that, I, I, I just can't even imagine uh. thinking about something like that, uh. that someone is, is killed in their bed and they're sleeping. Yeah. What danger can they be? Why would you have to use a lethal weapon? But these young men, this, this, these young guys this league started researching all of that information and comprehending it, but saying, this is how we have to move our country, and we're going to help do this as a league. Wow. You know, football, you know, they threw a guy out of football for saying, I, the cruelty that exists in our country today is terrible. Yeah. And yeah. they put him out of football. Yeah. They put him out of football. And but the NBA players, unafraid, and pulling in the front offices of these owners, right. said, "No, we are going to honor these people that have had these atrocities placed upon them, Amen. and we are going to be visual with Black Lives Matter, with say her name, you know, things that just right. gave me such." Right. A great, a, a real depth of pride. Right. You see, but you have to go back. I want them to not only know about George Floyd, I want them to know about Emmett Till yeah. in 1955. Amen. I want them to know about Viola Liuzzo. Right. I want them to know about Medgar Evers. Right. I want them to, to know about, we know about Dr. King and Malcolm X and Bobby Kennedy and John right. Kennedy. But I want them to be able to have, as as uh, as Doctor so gainfully said, I want them to have the open education, right. know about it all, right. right? And and we've done it through research, but I want it to be the educational process. Amen. The messaging of of what we need is how we procure Doc, and I think you can go along with the platform of today's communication. We are more visual uh, than ever before in our opinions. We need to be able, because the age of reading kind of shot by, but now with this new medium of visuality and social media, used properly, it can spread and be a great, great, great uh, a positive pandemic, if you want to say something like that, that that could be, and you know, I do believe that uh, the the voice of sports is where it starts. No, no, the voice of sports is where it can continue to be an applicable part, because I can say this jovially and really uh, 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 seriously. You can find a redneck in the mountains that looks at baseball, basketball, and football. You may not be able to understand his ideas and, 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 and why he thinks the way he does, or per, does, but you can pretty much say that if something is on TV from a, a, a a, a, a minority athlete that he has respect for on the field, court, or, or wherever, he does have the ear. 
So with that being said, then what we need to do is collaborate and bring out the voice of the legends of sports. As we always say, Ray, when legends speak, people really and truly listen up. You know, we say it as a, as a slogan, mm-hmm. but we're able now to, to, with the likes of the older legends as ourselves, to be able now to cultivate the you guys, the LeBrons and God bless Kobe, uh, you know, and, and the new cats who are really taking, uh, I got to say CP. Uh, Paul, uh, I got to say this young man is a good example as well. But it seems to be with all the guys coming out, black, white, and, and, and foreigners and what, it, it is going to be a, a, a tip of the spear proxy for, for us to take the next step because our kids, our next constituency, is locked and loaded on their heroes, and most of the heroes are within the sports and, I guess, uh, entertainment world as, as it is. But, uh, Ray, you know, love. Tell Jennifer, God bless her beautiful little soul for being patient with one of the most uh, dynamic careers and, and personalities in sports. It takes a special woman, as we know, to do that. Uh, thank you so much for letting us be a part of your day. Thank you so much, Doc, for, as, as usually being... That uh, that that young little white guy <laughs> that's sitting up there saying, "Oh yeah, I got you." So anyway, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your your love and support uh, as well with your lovely family, Doc. Ray, I can't say no more. And I see you later. <laughs> okay, Doctor. Uh, so good being with you and Max and Coach. Yeah. Have a wonderful day, and thank I you. pray that we talk soon. Praise Lord. And as always, we can't right. get out of here by saying, not saying one thing. Hey, listen, when legends speak, everybody, everybody listens. Everybody listens. got to listen to the Sports and Sound Legends of Sports, the voice yep. of the real legends of sports. I want to thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day, and, and uh, see you next time. Okay? Be well, my friend. All right. God Bye-bye. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. What a show. These guys are deep. I know. That's why I'm knowing that. I know the method to the madness, please.